Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner, your weekly download of the generative art world. My name is P. You may know me online as Aston Cloud. I'm with my friend, the founder of the 8NAP Fund and co-host, Jared, who you may know online as at Jared underscore pause. How are you doing, man? I'm living the dream, man. I'm back from vacation and on the hunt for some great deals. Um, just really and jazzing up and getting amped for this, actually. The vellum mint that we'll probably talk about a little bit later, but on the hunt for another pass. I know, I know. I kind of wish I could get another pass. I think it's going to be really good. I was actually uh, messaging with Harvey about it. And I know Bright Moments is going all out. And, you know, they're back in New York. And this may be their biggest show in New York since the Incomplete Control drop with Tyler Hobbs, which was just a little bit over a year ago. Hard to imagine that it feels like it's been longer, but that should be awesome. Really exciting. What else is exciting is this is our second video episode. First time you're here with me. So I'm glad that uh, you're here experiencing this. And for the folks listening, you know, if you're on audio only, check out YouTube. We're showing all the art now. And uh, also, as you see up on the screen, check out our newsletter. So we have a cornering the market newsletter. Newsletter is going fast, getting a lot of engagement. I think it's really helpful. And we put more stories in the newsletter than we fit in the podcast because we want to keep the podcast kind of short and punchy so you can get all the news quickly, but we can write more and include more art, more opportunities, everything else in there. So definitely check it out. And let's go ahead and jump in. Jared, let's let's talk through the macro. It is, uh, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum still doing really well. On the screen here, we have CoinGecko. Bitcoin is up 17% in the last seven days. Ethereum up 11.9%, 1,555. It's, it's been a long time. People have been waiting for this. Is it a bear market rally? Hard to say. I don't think so. And I think that we'll continue to see liquidity open up in the gen art market. But what are your thoughts on the macro, Jared? I'm anxiously waiting still. I feel like that's been my response for the last couple months. You know, obviously the, the, the rise has been very exhilarating. It's brought a lot of enthusiasm back into the market. The, the data point for me is it's basically come up against, I'll call it pre NFTX crash amounts and it hasn't been able to break through there's been a lot of short squeezes and things of that nature so i'm kind of just waiting to see you know to get conviction of up or down i'm hoping to put on a couple trades in a channel uh for for balancing around but you know again just anxiously awaiting yeah i mean do you feel more optimistic or you you don't let yourself get there until it's done i'm just waiting for confirmation i think it's it made a great move but until it breaks past that NFTX point, I, I won't get too con too convinced that it's going to be uh, a positive thing and we're out of the bear. Um, and honestly, I'm just looking for a little bit of sideways action for a little bit to, for everybody to cool off. I agree. And I think you meant FTX, although you have NFTs on the mind uh, <laughs> for, for folks. No, no, no worries. And yeah, I, I do think that if we see some kind of stability in the Bitcoin Ethereum prices, we will also see some good people loosening up and feeling comfortable that they're not losing all their value. 
by shifting into a, a less liquid asset like an NFT. And Tezos is up to 99 cents. I didn't say that earlier, but that's good to see for a lot of folks who are worried that Tezos may not recover. It seems to be kind of catching up, having a higher beta than Bitcoin or Ethereum. So let's take a look at our blue chip gen art. So our sort of custom tag here, take a look at the last seven days. And uh, no surprise, uh, Chromie Squiggles at the top here with 28 sales. And uh, Factura is next with 18 by Matthias Isakin, Mounting the Gap by Mount Vitruvius at 13. Apparitions, Art Blocks Curator. This is one we don't see that often up there. Chimera have been seeing some good sales. This one uh, seems to be resurging. So seven sales there. You know, definitely down compared to the last week. The last week was felt like everything was oversold and there was more action there. If we sort by floor price changes, Sculptor by uh, Peter Pasma, Artblocks curated number one there. We have Def Beef, some increases there in his Series 0 to 5. Um, Algobots up 7%. Bent up 5%. It's a, a favorite of ours. Nice to see. And Dreams up 5%. So overall, a little muted, I would say, compared to last week. Any Anything else you would add, Jared? Uh, the I mean, we'll touch on Harvest here pretty soon, but the other one I track is Friendship Bracelets. I mean, it's still on a terror, 1,700 ETH in seven-day volume with almost 2,500 sales. So, I mean, it's just an absolute uh, beast in the in the space right now. Um, but, you know, it did have a pullback after the Mint close, but it's, it's looked pretty strong off that 0.4 ETH support. So it's, you know, uh, I'm still liking it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one too, and you know we could throw that into sort of our our index as we look at to get a pulse of the market. But let's let's head over to FX Hash. What are you seeing here? So with FX Hash, it's and I feel like a broken record. It's it's still a great mix of old and new, but the top five are uh, I'll call it rounded out by. A, a new project called 7.356 Degrees by MRKSWCZ. I'm sure I butchered that somewhere along the lines. Um, number two is Charsalis. It's a that is a beautiful, beautiful project, and it's a collab. Then you have Nate Sakasayan with Sarkisian. Eucalyptus. Yeah, I thank think you. This one I know. With Eucalyptus and Sagebrush, that just went on an absolute terror and was super well-received. Even Grant Yoon, I think, boasted that he got three of them. Step-by-step step comes in number four by Yazid, and then beautiful, beautiful stuff that we brought to the pod a little while ago, unfolded by Lars Wander is the top five. But, you know, overall, it was awesome to see. Um, Lars is absolutely on fire over the last seven days. Um, he almost all of his projects had a significant bump. But the other thing is that was a notice of mine is perk work. Obviously I think uh, the tailwind from the the harvest and the anticipation of the art blocks release has uh, been doing really well. They cracked into the top 15, but just a, a fun little statistic that I did some research on, um, you know, for the, for his um, project, we are alone together. Fun statistic. Middle of December, 35 test floor. Today, 280. So, you know, everybody, all of this um, attention going to FX hash, you know, people being able to get a start before the, uh, maybe before their art blocks, it, these charts are just unreal. 
and the something that I'm following is Art Block's announcements for previously, I'll call it Tezos based artists. It, 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 you're starting to see the trend. It drags up price if you're specifically looking at that. But it's something you and I talk about, not to steal your thunder here, but FX Hash is a really good playground for really great artists. And it's, it, you know, for any new collectors, it presents a really amazing entry point, low, low risk, but also a great way to train your eye. You know, I mean, it's something that you and I spend hours and hours and hours a day doing. There's a lot of talented people out there, but if you just want to look at great art and, you know, have very little risk, it's a great place to, to start to dabble in. Absolutely. And, and I told folks last week, one thing I like to do is just go into the 24 hour uh, volume, secondary sales volume portion here on FX hash. So for people on audio, you just go to fxhash.xyz marketplace. It'll be right there. And just see what people are buying and take a look at these collections, see if you like them. It's it's really fun. It doesn't seem like work. And it is also training your eye to your point, Jared. So uh, that's uh, really great advice. And I agree with all your sentiments on FX hash. Let's do a squiggle update. My favorite segment. Uh, I, I don't have all the variants from last week since I was out and you braved it alone for all the listenership. But uh, we are... Uh, at 445 ETH in seven-day volume with a 15.69 ETH floor. Um, you know, I'm, I've been looking at the charts. If you uh, click over to all in USD on this one, it's really interesting. Um, it's facing some tough resistance there on the, the right side with daily listings on the 20K area. And it's also kind of in an upward channel if you, if you flip it over to ETH. And it's really battling against that all-time high. You can see it's bounced off a couple of times, but it's it's got low or higher lows. So it's very invigorating. You know, it's just a you know another push away from breaking through, and then the enthusiasm starts to come in. A few notable sales for this week is there two bolds that sold one for twenty three and one for twenty three point five. Both feel like uh, one heck of a steal. And there's also a beautiful color spread seven that sold for eighteen point six nine. I mentioned that one because what's really intriguing is I've, I've been on the hunt for a low color spread myself. And after that sale by 18 for 18.69, the floor right now for a color spread 10 or below is 50 ETH, five zero. You heard me right. So these low color spreads are in, in super high demand. Um, and then one thing that I wanted to just point out is uh, the squiggle DAO is just officially released some of their additional trait studies, you know, whether or not the community and collectorship embrace these is TBD, but some may or may not know Von Mises uh, really introduced the concept of full spectrum and perfect spectrum that was later embraced and now is in the, the metadata. So I think the squiggle DAO is intending to, to hopefully have some of that same stuff, but their first, I think it's gonna be a 10 week release period, but the first release was about a, in the normal category, a double and triple spectrum. So really, really intriguing when you get into the metadata. It's worth checking it out. I think you can go to squiggledow.com and we can link all that. It, but it's it's kind of a fun journey being a, a squiggle enthusiast, enthusiast and, and going deep into the metadata. I'm anxious in a good way and excited to see what comes out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, honestly, we should just have a spaces on this, not about squiggles specifically, but community found traits and what those could look like. I think that is 
going to be a really interesting space. And, and you not you and I have talked about this many times. So thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for the squiggle update. Always awesome to see it. Let's go on to our first story, which is a recap of the latest art blocks curated that had some interesting dynamics. You want to talk through this one, Jared? Yeah, as of this recording, there in, there's roughly 1,261 ETH in total volume over roughly a 24-hour period. Um, I think it's absolutely incredible. I'll credit NFT stats, uh, known as Sam IRL. I can't remember if it was uh, in his daily update or if it was in a uh, the proof voice Discord, but he had mentioned that this project has done more volume in 24 hours than the last seven art blocks curated projects combined. I think that's just an incredible statistic. It, basically, it's saying that since Fontana, nothing has been or seen this much enthusiasm, which I think is a testament if you just look at it on the surface level. I'm following the collectors. Um, I think that you know you saw Curated jump in, JDH jumped in, 6529 bought a couple pieces. So yeah, I mean, it's um, it minted out, I think around somewhere between 3.2 and 3.5 ETH and it's just rocketed. Um, so it's definitely something that uh, to keep an eye on. It's definitely an expensive price point, but man, congrats to Perkwork uh, on this 400 piece collection. It's just absolutely taken the gen art collectorship by storm. Yeah, first I want to echo the congrats perk work is a, a friend of the podcast in that he follows us on twitter but i count that as a friend <laughs> but you know it's it's really beautiful i i enjoy the art you know i do appreciate uh sam nft stats statistic there although i do think it's a little bit early to say and make these comparisons it, it feels a little game to say okay well yes 24 hour, hour volume matters but that's that's not the only thing that matters and uh, to be honest, I'm a little bit skeptical. Uh, I, we were talking about this before the recording. I'm based on kind of some of the buyers and, you know, I do like the art. And actually, as I'm looking through this, it, it's a, it's more varied than I had thought at first when I was like playing around with the test outputs. Um, there is more variation, although that primarily seems to be uh, visible through the colors of, of the rays and, and the background coming in. Regardless, you know, we haven't had a, a drop really mint out at a high price and maintain its value in a long time. So I think until we can see that, I, I'm sort of assuming that the market is in the same place. And a lot of this is early enthusiasm, which we love because there's so many new people in the space. And I think this is really resonating with new people. So I don't know what exactly we're seeing here, if a lot of these people will hold and if they will be willing to weather the illiquidity that comes with art, especially art that is is released at a high price point. I'm not sure, but I'm hopeful for that. And I'm hopeful that the 24-hour statistic that Sam mentioned is not an anomaly and it continues to see good volume and interest going forward because it is beautiful and uh, certainly a great artist who's, uh, you know, who deserves it. So uh, really happy to see it regardless for the space that uh, a collection getting a lot of excitement and interest and kind of bringing some some enthusiasm back into gen art or furthering yeah, the enthusiasm. Cool to... It was cool to see a lot of uh, non-gen art people nerding out about it. I talked to you off screen about how I helped somebody, um, a friend of the podcast, a simple nooch. Shout out to you for all your support, but you know, walking them through some of the a buy or two last night that he posted about. So I mean, people are motivated. I mean, this is that was his first purchase of 2023, 
you know, and I think that that's a testament to this has some resonance with, with a lot of people, man. It's, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any right now, but so now I'm hoping for a pullback just from a, a selfish perspective, but you know, overall, I think that, um, very, very well received. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. And our second story is not on the screen. We'll get to this in a second, but we are going to do a 2023 generative arts prediction show. It's going to be in our Twitter spaces next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some heavy hitters coming. We've got Seth from Bright Moments, who's going to be joining. We have Sophia Garcia, whose episode we released recently, and she was on a spaces with us, who's also fantastic. We have other folks as well. Cantino, who is a big gen art lover. And, you know, I want to help introduce his crowd to gen art too. So, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of folks. It's going to be a ton of fun. Check it out. Mark your calendars. We'll be tweeting out about it soon. And uh, of course, we, Jared and I will be there with our picks. We've got some cool categories here. So yeah, we're, we'll have a couple artists on too. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. There's going to be a very diverse panel. This should be really fun from an engagement perspective. And we didn't just try to stay within the echo chamber of gen art. We've really gone outside it and brought in some really, really talented minds. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. And um, I mean, I just can't speak highly enough about how excited I am for this. I'm, I'm like really, really getting amped up on it. I know, I know. And it, Jared, I'm going to just like sneak one in that we didn't have on our list. But I should also mention that uh, we did a podcast yesterday with Proof Grails for Grails 3. And it, it's a fantastic show. They have some generative artists in there, some really interesting possibilities for the art, both the generative and not. And I uh, just want to shout out to them because they did a fantastic job with that event and, and project, however you want to name it. It's a really great experience. Yeah, and we'll even see though how some of those predictions age, uh, we went out on a limb for a few things and I'm, I'm a little bit anxious to, to see what the reveal is, but we'll see. We, we will, we will, but, and I didn't even have one. It's just a really fun thing for the community and they're continuing to push the boundaries and evolve it in more engaging ways. So I think it was awesome to see. Let's get on to some great art at great prices. I want to shout out to Toth for uh, reminding me of this project. So Florian Zubrun, apologies if I misp uh, misspelled the name. Uh, they, they're an artist that is going to have a drop on art blocks in early February. And I, I think I may have mentioned them before. Um, I mentioned their, their collection foundations, which was recently released, but this time I want to talk about creatures. Cause I love this project, Jared. It really gives me like dragons vibes. It kind of has that Perlin noise fur texture, and there's a lot of diversity here. And, you know, this is a great art, a great prices. So it's it's 142 Tez floor still. Full disclosure, I did buy a couple of these, but it, it's because I just really like them. So I wanted to highlight this one real quick for everybody. The next one I have here is called Perspective by ANDBC. And the artist's name, I believe, is Andy something. We can take a look at it. Andy Dubach. Only one uh, collection on FX Hash. Only 128 pieces. The floor is at 420 Tezos. Uh, full disclosure, I, I did buy one of these as well, but they're really quite beautiful. I like them. And there's, you know, the artist is is keeping things close to the chest. Uh, and I saw a really good collector, Rudya, and a few other folks have this piece. So I'm curious to see what they come out with. And, it, you know, I'm sure we'll, somebody actually in our spaces yesterday, not the one with Proof, Jared, mentioned the artist. And I took a look and they got some great stuff on on Super Rare. So, you know, I, I think 
Grant Yoon point, uh, tweeted about this, or maybe it was Cosmo de Medici that the next big thing is on FX hash. A lot of people have been talking about FX hash. And so I think it's worth checking it out and seeing if there's some art there that you really enjoy. I know we keep talking about it. Yeah, I but... mean, I haven't seen this. This is my first time seeing it, but that's actually a really, really dope looking project. I mean, it almost looks like a spray paint with some overspray. Just, just the color combinations are uh, very, very captivating. And for a 128 piece collection, 400 bucks, it, I don't know, it, it's very enticing. Yeah, they even, he's even got like a Mondrian palette here, which are not cheap. Uh, so really, really nice stuff here. And the Super Rare is not loading, but you guys can check that out. I'll throw it over to you, Jared, for for your fave. Next, an oldie but a goodie. One of my favorites, uh, Tesseract. It's kind of gotten, it, it popped into the, the top for daily volume uh, in the last 24 hours. It was popping up in Grailers DAO. Uh, we talked about it on our spaces the other day, so I, I figured we'd, we'd bring it back. It's it's a 512 piece collection from Studio Yorktown, currently with a 272 Tez floors floor. And you know, it, I mean, again, this is just a, a power of of FX hash. It was created on May 12th, 2022, so a little over eight months away. It minted out at eight Tez. I mean, just the ROI, the ability to to find great artists on this platform is amazing. But Full disclosure, I own six of them in my personal wallet, so I'm, I'm a huge fan. I just think that this is an incredible combination of of geometry and color palettes. One of the things I love, absolutely love about Bruce is his ability to, to mix shapes and colors. And I thought in light of his potential new drop that's coming out, we should um, we should at least highlight an old one. Uh, everything by Studio Yorktown is, is stunning. I particularly have a, a deep fascination for the Tesseract. Yeah, these are fantastic. And look, Jared, uh, a really nice black and white. I know that this is a color palette that that you enjoy. I certainly do. 500 Tezos. That that feels pretty nice. And Studio Yorktown, I mean, they they just yeah, they just put out good stuff. Not too much. They're, you know, I don't know. They they just seem very good, very refined. Let's head over to some exciting upcoming drops. And uh we'll we'll pick it up a tiny bit because we got a lot to get through. Bright Moments, Tokyo Collection. Uh, we haven't talked about this yet. Absolutely killer lineup again. They got Zankan. They got QBB, uh, Japanese artist. They have Melissa W. They have uh, Lars Wander, Ch Chettle Golid, a huge, uh, huge name. Kim Asendorf. These are all really, really big artists. It's going to be great. There's going to be more details on how you get the mint passes and all of the the mechanics that are likely to be convoluted if we're being honest, but fantastic lineup coming up there for bright moments, Tokyo. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more as we get closer. Yeah, I'm super excited for the the bright moments release. It just seems like it's uh they continually one up themselves with this powerhouse. I'm I'm curious to see about the attendance in, in Tokyo with it being a little bit more of a a trip for some of the North American attendees, but super excited for that. It's gonna be really, really intriguing. Um, next up is the GM Dow drop was just the next drop was just released and it's teased for January, which is quickly coming to an end. So really intriguing. I'm probably gonna butcher the name because I'm horrible with phonetics, but Sapir Cohen, uh, we talked about this and it's Bologin. We've talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it's cool that it got finally announced as a GM Dow drop being a, a, a token holder. I'm super excited for this. 
uh, we talked about the the beauty of of the blocks, the throwbacks to kind of that '90s style, um, you know, teasing of of almost like emoji like like symbols. I don't know. It, it just it seems fun, playful. There's like Pac Man esque type stuff. Uh, Mario Brothers. You can just Pokemon. You can sit here and like just stare at it forever and pull something new out of it. So I'm super excited to see the the, the teasers come out, but anybody holding gm down be on the lookout i think you know this just you one of the our our listeners nifty bit asked us about the value prop for gm down and i think that we can confidently state that gm dow has solidified themselves as being a a a platform in which it releases great art by the way kind of a rumor mill here was perkwork the 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 release that pulled from GM Dow to go to Artblocks Curated. I heard a rumor. Um, I believe he pulled from Gen.Art. I'm not sure uh, about GM Dow. Potentially both. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but coming back to first Bologen, I'm, I'm going to play this video for a second so people can see it. Like it's a f- fun, really fun. Okay, it's too loud. Uh, check it out. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to say is for GM Dow. Look, I think GM Dow has has made it. Like they have really high quality releases. I don't think anyone dislikes the art. Their pass is sitting around four ether, which is not cheap. But you know, you get to mint for a lower price, and it does seem like to me. I mean, before the mints were 0.15 ether. I'm not sure if they'll keep it at that same price point, but it, it's certainly less. I remember Factura when it hit the public mint was already at one ether. So you made, you know, six, six X your investment immediately if you bought it and sold it at that point. And yeah, it just, they, they survived, you know, anything that survives the bear market, I think can do pretty well, especially if it's quality and their quality. So I'm pretty bullish on GM Dow going forward. Is it a good investment? It kind of depends on your alternatives, but I think that their downside risk is mitigated now based on the quality and the community that's building out uh, building out there. And outside from a financial standpoint, you know, it's nice to be in a community like that. And Jared, you're a GM DAO holder. Uh, I don't know how much time you spend in their Discord, but I got to imagine for somebody who's not in any other token-gated Discord, whether it's a Grailers or a Proof, it, it must be nice to just kind of have that ecosystem. It's a it's an awesome blend of people. I mean, you have people who have been holders from the initial drop when Cipher was throwing out these riddles and people had to answer them to get a token to to new new entrants, you know, at that four to five ETH. So it's a good blend of people and it's a and it's a good conversation. And I think it's a really cool environment that they're creating. I mean, Rich Pool, who's one of the, one of the first projects there with Karipo is active in the space so it's just a really fun place to be able to to engage with people but i absolutely uh do appreciate what they're doing and i've always looked at this as like yes there's the initial token investment but from a pure financial play i mean you pay 0.25 eth and usually on the day of the drop the last three of them you've been able to release or flip for one eth so i mean there's like a, a reoccurring revenue stream here built into this and if you're in it for the long haul in addition to the community, I feel like this is something that pays for itself in the long run. That's right. And I think that our friend DeFi Staker says one of these days they might drop a ringers. And if that happens, then, you know, 
there you go. It'll, it'll pay for itself in, in spades. And by the way, that happened with Factura. I remember leading up to Factura, the, the token, the DAO token was, I don't know, maybe two Ether or something. And it popped up to five afterwards. So, and it stayed roughly, right? Four hasn't dipped too far down. So uh, that that's probably a little bit of a longer answer than maybe they were expecting. But that is our thoughts on GM DAO. The last upcoming drop that I want to talk about is uh, Generative Abstraction. So this is a show that's going to be on Verse with Expanded.Art. Uh, and they have some really, really good artists here that are releasing. The first one that will be released tomorrow. And uh, we'll, we'll get the full schedule out, but but check it out. They have Anna Lucia. They have Kim Asendorf. They have Anna Carreras, Anna Beller, who I like, Iskra. Just a lot of really, really good artists. So it starts tomorrow. Check out Verse. And, uh, you know, actually, since we're on the screen, I'll just show folks go to verse.works. And we, we checked this for our drop calendar, by the way. And so this is on there as well. But they do these exhibitions and you, you kind of have to dig a bit. You got to scroll down to figure out all the details. So here, here's the release schedule. If you scroll down a little bit on verse.works, but you can start seeing what some of this artwork looks like. And, you know, the last time Lars Wander sold something, it, it was through here. Uh, or actually, at an exhibition, but in a theorem exhibition. So, yeah, that's a that's a little bit of alpha for folks who are listening. That's expanded that art, and uh, let let's go over to artists to highlight. I'm I'm going to jump you real fast, Jared, and, and talk about Finger Code first. So, Finger Code is an amazing artist. He's UK based, but uh, has a Cameroonian heritage. I'm not sure if he grew up there or was born there. Uh, really, really great guy. Got to meet him at uh, Bright Moments, Mexico City. And he has a fantastic drop called Nth Culture that was really just so well received. I'll pull it up here on, on OpenSea. Uh, and it's it's really just beautiful art, 100 pieces, because it's through bright moments. And, you know, very talented artist, I think it's just one that folks should have on their radar. So uh, take a look at him, follow him if you like. DCA, um, Daniel Calderon Arenas. A uh, friend of the podcast, uh, if you haven't checked out the episode that we did with him, it was one of the the highlights of of recording last year. Super cool dude. Great, great uh, perspective on things. And, you know, it's something to highlight. He's been doing a lot of amazing stuff. He had his amazing drop for bright moments that I'm not even going to try to butcher, but it's I'll call it Bosque de, uh, I'm going to try now, de Chipototec. Uh, he's That's good. the day zero genesis um project and then he has gen two and three and you know really great plotter plotter which is the really random rock that we talked about extensively so obviously a very dynamic artist he was a professor of art done a deep dive into color theory so um you know when we were on our spaces yesterday uh, he came up as somebody that everybody has a lot of optimism and somebody even made the quote i can't remember who exactly Go back and listen to our, our recording, shameless plug. And it mentioned that we're going to look back on this time and, and think, oh my gosh, DCA was so uh, affordable and we missed out. And I truly believe that. He's such a dynamic artist. You can see it in his art, whether it's uh, nature, words. Uh, it's just, it's stunning. Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal artist. And he he's already so good. And what's, I think, so impressive is his trajectory he talked about going full-time and not teaching so he could really work on his craft. And, and you, you see that he clearly leveled up beautiful work and we, we need those yuccas, Jared, look at that print. I mean, oh man, just beautiful. I love that. Uh, 
next artist that I wanted to highlight is Anna Beller. I've actually been following Anna Beller for some time. I think I picked up one of her editions. That's all I have. She has a lot of work on objects, but I find it quite beautiful. And I, I really like the aesthetic of her art. And so I mentioned that she's going to be in this show coming up with verse. Sorry for jumping around quickly, but if you go to foundation, you can see some of her works here. And I think that they are quite beautiful. So I'm excited to see what those look like, excited to follow her. And I recommend folks take a look. And if you like her stuff, give her a follow as well. Let's talk about some, uh, let, let's just actually do the art to watch real quick, Jared. I had two, then, then we can head over to the charts. The first one I want to mention is Factura by Matthias Isakin. So this was a GM DAO drop. Uh, the floor is 1.1 Ether, essentially. I think it's a beautiful collection, only 10% listed. And, and actually, you know, it might even be worth it to go look at the chart on article anyways, but uh, XCopy tweeted good. about this one. Yeah, uh, I that's right. I think actually you and I were maybe talking about it, um, but we can see it seems to really have found support around one Ether here. U.S. dollar terms also cre creeping up a tiny bit, um, well below uh, cost basis for the market cap still. So it needs, needs to climb out a tiny bit there. But keeping in mind, this is based on floor prices. So it's not entirely accurate. The market cap is a little bit higher than what this is showing. And the floor depth is 13 sales to one and a half, 28. I mean, it, it's thin. And this was an extremely popular collection. So I, I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be bullish on it. Of course, full disclosure, I, I own these, as I mentioned earlier. So um, I really like the art. I love the variety. I think it's long form done very, very well. So that one I wanted to highlight. And then the other one, just super quickly, we recorded an episode on Terraforms. It's so cool. Why is it art to watch? You know, they recently hit an all-time high of something like 3.8 or maybe 4 Ether. And it's pulled back to 2.8. Uh, which is okay. Uh, two two things really, and and you know, listen to our episode when it comes out, so we'll go into it. But the number one, the community just loves it. They're so fervent, so into it that you know, th it's something there, right? And it's it's a uh, it's something to behold. And you know, this happens with gazers as well, and I think that's certainly part of it. The other reason why I'm actually quite interested in this is because they have updates. Like this is this is living art. They're going to drop an update that is discussed more in, I can't explain it here because you need more context, but there's going to be a really interesting update coming to the project that I think could bring more attention to it. So those are the two uh, art projects to watch that I wanted to highlight. Any thoughts on those, Jared, before we go into the, the charts? Yeah, I'm really excited about the podcast to release because this was a project that I had um a lot of anxiety about it, it's just so complicated and there's so much to it that our guests do a great job i'll call it breaking it down into uh, bite-sized pieces but what i found really fascinating about it and what i'm intrigued by and going to dig deeper into is similar to squiggles there's a bunch of stuff that's evident in the outputs that's not necessarily evident in i in rarity and or uh, the metadata so you got to really, really dig into this thing. And and because it requires that level of fascination, um, I'm really intrigued by it. I just think it has a lot of potential to create that community that's just fervently like collecting these things. 100%. 100%. So excited to release that and to have you all hear about it. 
So I'm going to talk about friendship bracelets at the end. Jared, where would you like to start? Ori? Yeah, we can go down uh, the path of Ori. The one thing we didn't capture is there's been a lot of activity of big buys this week. I mean, obviously a couple hoodie punks. There was like a, a red peg ringer. I mean, it, it feels as though there's some enthusiasm and people are lightening up the purse strings. And one of the ones was there was a big buy from uh, an Ori perspective of 6529 just went in and bought a flock for 5.5 ETH, which bumped up the chart. But Ori is looking really good. The people are sweeping the floor little by little, and it feels as though it's found really good support at the 2k usd perspective um you know i look at charts mainly in usd mainly because i have to for my investors but you know and, and the listings are trending up you know uh the the listings are approaching a, a previous resistance at 3k and the thing that i really like to see is the market cap just bounced off of the cost basis uh, down below in a USD term. So I feel like there's a, a good opportunity and some enthusiasm coming back into Ori. Um, and the, the floor is pretty thick, but I mean, I just picked up a flock below the, the current floor off a of weath bid. So, I mean, there's opportunity if you're out there uh, really grinding. Yeah, absolutely. To, and it's glad to see the, the market cap come over the cost basis because I know you and I were talking about that and seeing that it was it was right there. Uh, it's consistently support and one of the best indicators I think we have. Yeah. It's, it's one that we, we track pretty closely uh, for a leading indicator or, or at least when it, it becomes a, a potential of some asymmetric reward versus risk. Yeah. Let's talk about screens. This actually looks like a pretty good chart too, in terms of uh, some hitting up against resistance. Exactly. You stole the word out of my mouth. The, uh, to keep with that oldie but goodie theme, you can see on the, the daily listings prices, uh, there's that 6K USD kind of resistance and it's it's putting in higher lows, getting rejected there. So I'm just waiting waiting for some sort of breakout there. Um, same thing for the, the selling prices. It broke out past the 5K area, which was resistance for like damn near the last six to eight months. So I feel like we can start to pick up some mom, some momentum and then going back down to that market cap versus cost basis, a steady rise, higher lows, same thing, bumping up against it and ready for a breakout there. So this one feels poised and ready to go. The one thing is low concerning is the floor depth is very, very thick, but you know, one of our fellow grailers, uh, Atoria just picked up a bomb Bauhaus Ooh. right near the floor. I mean, so any of you looking for a screen, you know, this to me is indicative of an opportunity to potentially pick up some really beautiful stuff. The other one that was of note for screens and a little bit off topic, but uh, I think Blackbird just listed his rose for 25 ETH. So having just recently acquired one, that made me feel good. But at the same time, you know, just proof that there's still a level of enthusiasm here. I think so too. And this is probably a topic that's going to come up more. I think that we are seeing fewer and fewer thousand piece collections with long form really, really done well, which is a format that a lot of us fell in love with. And there's a lot of reasons for that trend away from it. But regardless, I think if that continues, this becomes even more rare and more special as a collection, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I think you're going to start to see a, a very, um, like the great pieces are getting diamond handed. You're going to start to see those get locked up and not come onto the market. And if you do want them, you're going to have to pay up for them. So I'm, I'm full disclosure in my personal, I hold one, the fund holds one. Um, but it, it's a TLP is awesome. He's a community advocate, great collector, gives back to the community. So uh, not just in ETH, but in time, you know, how many times have we heard Harvey talk about how how generous TLP was with his time and helping him with uh, Fontana. So overall, great dude. I, I wish nothing but to success for TLP. 100%. And finally. Automatism. Uh, automatism. Automatism, as our buddy DeFi likes to say. I'll say automatism, as I like to say. It's just something to note. I mentioned it three or four weeks ago in the podcast and nothing's really changed, but I'm excited because in USD terms from a sale price, you can see it has historically bounced off of 2K. The listings are a little bit higher than that. Rapteeth opportunity, but a super thin floor here that I'm super excited about. And just recently going to that market cap versus cost basis, it it almost touched, but it, it got a pretty good bounce off of there. So I'm excited about uh, Yazid in general. I just absolutely uh, love his work, but in particular, um, this is one that I have my eye on because the supply is starting to, to, to really, I'll call it like get very limited. I mean, I'm looking at my chart, nine sales for a 50% return, 21 total for a two X return. Obviously no new stuff coming into the market, but not a lot listed, only 52 tokens listed. So, uh, you know, this could go pretty quick, especially for, you know, a 426 piece collection. That's right, Jared. And for the folks who have made it this far, first of all, we appreciate you. And, and I'm going to show you a couple of their tricks here. And one thing for you, Jared, uh, I think you know, one thing I started looking at recently is the spread between the floor and the median price. I think that's actually very instructive. A lot of times you will see the median price rising before the floor. And intuitively, that makes sense because sometimes there's a couple of pieces in the floor that people just don't like as much or not valued as high that can be masked if you're not looking at the median. And where this is very, very interesting to look at is particularly on FX hash, where you'll see a lot of times the floor of the collection is like, you know, 5% away from the all-time high sale. So these things just get snatched up and listed higher and it can go a little bit under the radar. So that's that's one thing I wanted to point out. The other thing that I really wanted to highlight with uh, automatism is if you can go here an article and you can filter by all of the Artblocks Presents collections. And I will tell you right now, if you filter by the floor, pretty quickly you get down to uh, automatism, uh, DeFi. So, okay, Eternal Pump, Rapture, you can almost write these off, Incomplete Control. They're just very different collections, right? They're over 75 Ether floor. Then Meridian, uh, oh, I guess this is under Presents. Uh, sure, fine. Actually, what I meant to do is filter by factory. If you filter by app, by factory, uh, automatism is in the top ten easily, and I would say of the of the the ones above that, only squares by Martin Grosser is perhaps uh, you know as popular. I don't really hear much about any of these other ones, so I just think that you know not that you need to go and pick out the top Art Blocks factory collection, but there's just it, it's it's really quite high amongst the non curated collections, and I think that speaks to the quality of the project beyond looking at the charts. Last one I wanted to talk about friendship bracelets. 
So with friendship bracelets, we did a Twitter spaces about it. We'll be releasing that and some of our investment theses. Um, we are both holders. Uh, I have also purchased on secondary. So that is full disclosure, but look, the, the chart is getting more and more interesting in my opinion. So we're seeing finally a downtick in listings, which, you know, there's a huge surge in mint towards the end of this. And uh, we, of course, people are taking profits as, as one would expect. Also, interestingly, um, looking again, kind of at that spread between the listing, median listings and floor listings, but floor listings are, are, are creeping up again, Jared. And, you know, we, we kind of peaked and had a pullback. It's a little bit easier to see this in ETH. We peaked around 0.7 and pulled back now down to 0.4 and 0.4 has been pretty solid resistance so far in terms of, uh, kind of sales and, and listings. So I think it's, it's a good looking chart. And, uh, I, you know, I think people have almost forgotten about them a little bit, even though it's like, it was not even a week or about a week ago when things were going nuts. I don't so, know. I think, I think it's top of mind. I was actually on a, a voice, uh, recording on the proof discord today and, and it came up, you know, obviously AKA Stevie is a, a huge fan of them, but there were people talking about them and buying their first one because they, they, they felt like they missed the boat and this retracements presented an interesting entry point. So I think it's still there. There's a lot of discussion about it being an art blocks token and some other stuff. Snowfro was in discord a week ago or so. So, I mean, I think that it will pick up, uh, it will pick up steam in due time. It's, it's an interesting chart for sure. And and I'm glad, thanks for the, the color on the chat and the proof discord. I wasn't aware of that. It feels like in Graylers and, and art blocks, it's not really being discussed anymore. Uh, so, uh, it, it's good to know that there are people who are interested and want to participate in art blocks, which was, which is the whole point of it. So I'm glad it's getting cheap enough for people to feel like they can enter, although it's still not cheap. It's, it's 0.46 ether floor. Well, that's the show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you liked this video episode. Please let us know. Um, we are at collectors underscore X, Y, Z. We really appreciate you. Any parting thoughts, Jared? Please give us a, a like and a follow on our individual accounts because we actually believe it or not, we uh, we have identities outside of Collector's Corner. So um, I am Jared, J-A-R-E-D underscore pause, P-O-Z. And, and I are... am at Aston Cloud. And, uh, you know, again, we're open to conversation. Please give feedback. You know, this is a video as a result of your listenership's direct input. So please keep the, the feedback coming if you've made it this far. Thank you for all of your listening. Uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you. Please feel free to uh, engage however you like. We're, we're here to help. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. 
the Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.